see what okay. happens. Okay. Perfect, perfect, good. And we'll see what happens here. Uh, were you going to do video with us, John, or is it just audio sure, today? Sure, yeah, let me put it on here. Uh, yeah, really, I thought, thought you were looking at my... There we are. Okay, good. I'll, is that your living room? I think that's fantastic if that's yes, your living room. Yes, it is. And I like to sit here. <laughs> I've got two offices or two places where my wife would like me to go in the other part of the house. But I like, I like right the living here. room. Thank you very much. That's right. <laughs> the only problem with that, Jiggy, is she comes in and she decides that paper strewn on the table are not right, so she takes four <laughs> different cases. And puts them all together. So, uh, yeah, hey, it has she's ups and downs. she's being organized. That's right. You know, at least at least your wife's organized. My, uh, my 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 significant other is not organized. So <laughs> I have to run around like my with my head cut off trying to trying to keep her organized. So be proud that she's organized, John. <laughs> she's pseudo organized. She's organized. She has the appearance of organization without it being organized. I'm actually organized. I look like a so there we are. That's awesome. We have got uh, we have got a great first segment here on our big program today. Uh, our good friend John O'Connor joins us, and we are going to see if we can get Don Mazzella and the uh, fantastic IQ Rizzoli in here. And uh, there is a topic that I just have to talk with John today about. This is, to me, it is so simple to think that this is... This is a thing, but apparently um, this is something that the United States has not done in several years, and that is monopoly laws. Uh, There is a D.C. attorney that is, uh, D.C. attorney general that is bringing a lawsuit against Amazon, calling it a monopoly. Uh, We used to have monopoly laws in this country, John. Why... Why, why do we not have monopoly laws, and why is this a news story? <laughs> well, what's news about it is, is that the common perception is, and, and I'm, I'm just all, uh, you know, sort of uh, conflicted myself, because you, you, in the old days, if you're in a market, you know, let's say you're in the cement business, you have certain competitors. They're, they're competitors yes. in cement. Yes. And that you can talk about monopolizing cement. What's interesting about these tech businesses is there are so many different platforms that compete with one another. They will say, well, it looks like I've got a monopoly because I haven't, you know, I've got everybody. I've got this or that monopoly, for example, on email. Yeah. But the answer is, well, there's there are four other platforms and who knows what they are that are going to come and compete. So where your competition is coming from and what it is is very unclear who would ever think that AT&T would be for example competing with a movie company or that you know yeah. Apple would be competing with I don't know whoever else you know uh, yeah people who make who make games gamers I you know uh, or you know it's just very hard to figure out where the market is and how you compete uh, so, so that's a very inarticulate way of saying that, you know, how to define markets and competition is very, very tough in the tech space. Tomorrow we could come up with a new technology called, uh, you know, Buzz or something in which we all get our information on some other way off of a, I don't know what, some some crystal ball they give us. And all of a sudden <laughs> we don't go on the Internet. Well, all of a sudden, you know. Uh, you've got new competition, so uh, I, it's very difficult. Um, now, Amazon controls an awful lot of different things. Um, yeah. You know, I tell you yep. where they really control stuff that bothers me more than anything. I'll tell you where. The cloud. You remember what yes. happened when, yes. when Trump was kicked off all these platforms, and then Amazon came in and they said, well, you know, we're not going to let Parler use our cloud now that starts becoming like a common carrier where you're saying wait a second i'm going to run a railroad but i'm not going to i'm not going to sell my space to jiggy i'm going to go sell it to a competitor 
that's why you have common carriers and that's why you worry about monopolies of basic infrastructure with like a phone line it used to be people would monopolize that no you've got to open that up you've got to open up the trunk lines you've got to open up the airwaves so if there's anything that bothers me about amazon it's that cloud idea uh, and yeah. so can you kick, kick, kick people off the cloud? Boy, that's pretty tough stuff. Well, they, uh, <laughs> I think they ended up doing that with Alex Jones at some point. So, yes, I think you can kick him off the cloud. Yeah. Um, I just remember the fact that we used to have, you know, part of the reason why AT&T and Southwestern Bell and all that was broke up was because of monopoly laws. And nowadays, right. monopoly laws, ah. Eh, who cares if who cares if Vince McMahon wants to go buy every wrestling company on the planet? It's fine. <laughs> Monopolies are. Uh, I I I go to Don Mazzella. Don, what 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 do you think about all this? Because I hear I see Don's on the screen, but I don't I don't see him or hear him. I think he's muted. IQ said since we can hear you, what what do you, what do you think about this? Well, the monopoly is on, and it should be broken. There's no doubt about it. If any group of people can censor the president of the United States of America, the game is out. It's finished. You have to destroy them. You have to bring them up. There must be laws, and there are laws, uh, like the laws and the, against the mafia. Same. It's like a mafia. All four of them, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all of them, it's a mafia. True, they go in different names, but nonetheless, they censor people. And the freedom of speech is the number one item that makes America special. Number one, that's it. Yeah. Without freedom of speech, you've got nothing. You've got nothing, zero, nothing. That's a very good, that's a very good point he makes. And let me add to that, Jiggy, and uh, all you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I litigated a case called Pruneyard in California, which is established law, in which people said, we want to go to shopping centers to exercise our free speech rights, but the owners won't let us on the property. And the courts ruled, well, you know, this is kind of like the village square. You know, you have to accommodate people with their free speech rights because you're almost taking over. It's like you're taking over a section of a city or something, and you're yeah. not letting people in there. I know it's private property. And the, the, the rationale always kind of disturbed me a little bit. But if you think about it, before the election, Facebook, Twitter, all these people refused to publish or allow publication of a tweet regarding, say, uh, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop or a, you know, now all of a sudden communication is shut off um, from the normal channels that we use. It's almost like cutting off your phone service. And so I, I am real worried about that. Uh, and I think IQ just basically uh, said it right there. The, the, the cutting off of free speech is pretty, is pretty troublesome. John, well, it's called the RICO Act, if well, I remember. Yeah, RICO it's called there, the RICO yeah. Act. But, and don't forget, we started this because the country based on the Stamp Act. You know, what was the Stamp Act? Uh, uh, stamp, they required a stamp on publications. On newspapers. So, uh, are you getting through? Am I getting through? Yep, now? yep. We're listening to you, Don. Okay. We got you, my friend. Okay. Uh, I see that. To me, um, we're all saying the same thing. It's bad, but unfortunately, nobody's doing anything about it. Hey, uh, look at this. Um, uh, we're finally getting around to looking at, at uh, China for the origin of the... Uh, uh, of a pandemic. And what are we getting? We're getting the New York Times saying there's no new evidence. Yet uh, there's been a lot of new evidence over the last three weeks. They just ignored uh, printing it. So, you know, the, to them, if they haven't printed it, there's no new evidence. Right. Well, that's typical partisan journalism. And of course, yep. These the same people that told us that it was all Russian disinformation about Hunter Biden, and that's why they couldn't print it. And I think uh, Don may have said something about this, or alluded to this, besides the Stamp Act. 
you've got the Catholic Church for centuries having something called an imprimatur, which means let it be printed. You couldn't publish a book unless you had the Pope's imprimatur. And that's exactly what our country is supposed to be about, is not having an imprimatur. We've got free, we should have a free press here. And so to take the concepts that are new to the 21st century uh, and, uh, and apply them is hard, but we've got to apply them. And we've got to figure out where uh, sort of the public discourse is going on and allowing free reign there. And I think if we had a law that said something like that, uh, you know, it would be it would be uh, it would make some sense. Can I jump on to a different topic? Which yes, I think, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know if you saw the uh, Wall Street Journal today, but there was an interesting article about uh, uh, 18 of the 20 cities that were going to defund the police suddenly discovered that they were going to put the money back in the budgets. Because lo and behold, what's going on? More violence. Why? Because there's less police. You know, duh. That's a simple. <laughs> well, well, let me to give you the you guys a laugh at this. I just cut this out of the newspaper to show my wife. There's a headline in the wonderfully perceptive San Francisco Chronicle that says, "Spike in violence slows down police reform efforts." And what the article said was there's so much violence that we actually need police to go put it off. And we can't really reform the police right now because we need them. Well, <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard, you yeah. know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, you know what, maybe some semblance of uh, what do we used to say? Well, who's a conservative, a liberal who was marvelous last night? Do you remember that one? By the way, there's another great headline in the New York Times today. Um, pandemic hits uh, Manitoba. Indigenous people suffer most. That's the actually the headline in the New York Times. In the New York Times. So I mean, you know, uh, I'm a journalist, but I have to say, and, uh, I'm sitting here. You, you you just sit there here and wonder. But I think the, the best thing that's happened is that finally they realize there is a correlation between police uh, policing and violence. And if, the, if you didn't know it before, you're knowing it now. Well, right. Really, Rudy Giuliani proved that in New York, and people don't want to accept the proof that he put forward. You get police out there on the street doing aggressive policing, and, and actually crime does go down. It's broken windows, so-called broken windows. But you're right, and you, it, but it's scary what's happening in this uh, this country. Um, it, uh, if you, you if you look at our media, uh, the, our media is covering is not covering what's happening. It's covering what it, they think is important, and the two are not not yep. congruent. Well, that's true, and they also don't cover what they do cover in an honest way. It's usually part of the story, and they, uh, uh, you know, cut out the other part that's not uh, so convenient. That's a sad. That's a sad part. Um, uh, the COVID matter won't go to rest. Did you see the President Biden had to walk back where he closed the investigation? Now he's putting it back on. Because the, the the evidence is simple, simply overwhelming. Well, what's interesting is we are just finding out today that the original fellow from Lancet, the publication, the highly respected oh. medical publication, Dazak is his name, oh, said conclusively, there's absolutely no evidence that this came from China, from a China lab. And then everybody went, oh, yes, and I guess all these right-wingers are conspiracy theorists who claim it came from the lab. Well, as it turns out, Dazak was closely, uh, has a financial interest in this whole thing, and no one tells us that. And, of course, Fauci uh, also said that there was a big conspiracy theory that this came from the lab, and they knew better. They knew better. They were deliberately lying to us. Yes. The unfortunate part... Uh, there's going to be a large uh, pool of the population in America who will not take the uh, 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 the vaccine. 
and and that's dangerous. Um, uh, from what I can see, we've got to have. A, 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 I have loved the they call it the herd, uh, but they've got to reach a certain uh, percentage in order to to really yeah. control the pandemic. And unfortunately, uh, I don't think we're going to reach it. Well, that's right. You need seventy some percent. We may reach it. Uh, indirectly because there are a lot of young people that have been infected and they don't know it. So there may be more immunity than we think. But your point is well taken because the people who aren't taking it, I know some intelligent people who have not taken it because people do not trust the public messaging they get. They don't trust it. Uh, and there we are. This is one of part of the bitter harvest we're reaping from having such a dishonest media. Now we can't even convince people when we really need them to believe something that they should be vaccinated. So it, it's really tough. Well, on that note, can I uh, point out uh, the, the 2024 presidential campaign has begun. Did you see their attack on, on Governor DeSantis here in Florida? And, no. Uh, why? Because, quote, they said some of his uh, 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 vac vaccination sites were poorly organized. Well, um, I went on Fox recently, but I, I just want to point out, I've, I've seen um, uh, emergency operations around the world, and I, I, I have never seen one as well organized as, as here in Florida. And, you know, it's really interesting. And no matter how good you are, in the eyes of, you can't be good enough in the eyes of these people. What is the, what is it? The negative? What, what, I don't know the word they're using now to tune out people. It's a cancel it, culture deplatform. No, that'll do. Uh, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> well. Uh... Well, John, I know that, that your time is limited, and I, and I wanted to make sure that we got you in here uh, on our docket. Uh, before we let you go, tell us about your podcast and the books and everything. Well, here's what I would say to your, uh, to your listeners, your viewers. Uh, I've got this podcast, The Mysteries of Watergate. I don't make a nickel on it. Uh, I, I use my COVID time to do it. Uh, but I think it's really, it's fun for everybody. And w the reason I would recommend it in seven or eight hours, over 20 episodes, you'll learn so much about Watergate. The reason I think it's important is we've all been lied to. I go through patiently all of that which was not told us uh, about Watergate. And that's our most important uh, scandal. And it also validates the so-called investigative reporting excellence of the major media. Uh, if that cookie crumbles, if that building block uh, is too weak, then uh, it, it, it casts a light on all the other messaging we've got. And if you listen to the podcast, which is a lot of fun, you'll say, why haven't I been told this? And here we are talking. What are we talking about today? Why weren't we told about Hunter Biden's laptop? Why weren't we told about where the virus came from? You know, uh, the whole thing, uh, we can't have a democracy if we have, if we don't have uh, honest discussion. And then we talk about, uh, you guys are talking about deplatform. So I, that, that's my pitch. I, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to make money on this and I'm not going to advertise on it. It's just something that's a public service. The mysteries of Watergate. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you just briefly summarize what... Uh, 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 what you mean by Watergate? To me, it, it seemed um, the, the media went out after Nixon, and, and when they finally found something, uh, they uh, tore him down. Uh, yep. Am I? Am I? You're behind? right on that. You're right on that. But here's the here's the issue: the Post knew full well that this was a CIA operation. Now they enlisted. A couple guys in the White House, it was all about listening to, to naughty boys and naughty girls down the street from the DNC. But if the truth came out about both about the CIA, the, the CIA was interested in the same thing. They were taping prostitutes in their jobs as part of uh, this undercover operation. It's all illegal unless the White House approves. So the point is, had all this come out, 
Dixon would have looked more like a victim than a victimizer. And people would have also known John Dean's motives. And John Dean was oh. the guy that talked <sighs> Dixon into uh, obstructing justice. So it would have put a whole different slant on this. Now, Nixon might have had a little bit of mud on him because his underlings had done this. But it wasn't something from the Oval Office, and it wasn't a campaign strategy uh, intelligence operation, as was depicted by the Post. Once you say it's not a campaign strategy operation, the whole picture changes. And like I say, Nixon is a victim of our of a runaway intelligence uh, deal, plus a, a disloyal uh, lieutenant who's looking out for himself. So. This is an example of how history is changed by dishonest messaging. That's why it's so important. You're correct that the media was out to get Nixon. The media was out to him so much that they lied. And, and if you, my book Postgate is about that. It's about the lies, and I proved that to a fairly well. On my podcast, it's more accessible to everyone. In my book Postgate, I talk a lot about the post lying. Can I ask one more question? Yeah, go is ahead. There, it, um, it seems to me that if President Nixon, if the media was not so much against, uh, there happens to be a time when, when I was in the, covering the White House and were at some of those press conferences, and they were, believe me, they were uh, uh, blood in the water type things. Now, it seems to me if, if they, if he had a modicum of good support within the press corps, he could have survived. It, what do you think? Well, absolutely. In that case, the Washington Post had a monopoly, and uh, they were the paper of record. They were even the ones who supplied the Senate Watergate Committee. And what happened there was the Post coverage was so widely accepted, because no one knew any different, that pretty soon, if you're a Republican in the legislature, either Senate or House, you've got to run and hide. If you put your head up and support Nixon, you're going to get killed. And that's what happened during Watergate, but it was all because of dishonest messaging. Remember this, Nixon wouldn't know anything about the CIA. Now, as time went on, Howard Baker began smelling something, and the Post was dishonest about this report Howard Baker did. The point is, Nixon was never able to get support. Everybody was ducking and covering because of dishonest journalism, which swept was a tidal wave. Now, today... While Trump is getting, before he's sworn in, there were a couple of journalism uh, professors that I know of through my sources that said, we're going to Watergate Trump. It is the playbook to get rid of someone you don't like in uh, office. So the whole media gangs up on these people. They tried to do it to him. They almost got him. They almost forced Trump into an obstruction because of all this adverse publicity. And, you know, you poke a bear enough, he's going to do something stupid. Luckily, Trump didn't say anything that was um, uh, prosecutable as an obstruction of justice. And, of course, the whole Russian thing was nonsense. My point is, is that there's a playbook for to get rid of someone you don't like. And that's what they're doing. That's what they tried to do to Trump. That's what they did to Nixon. They or tried to Bork. do it elsewhere. Or, or Bork. Well, Bork is a great example just Bork, just, just start revving it up. And the conservative voices have never been strong. Is that, is that Don's cell phone? Okay. Go, 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 go ahead, John. Finish up there. But anyway, the conservative voices <laughs> we've never had, if you're a conservative guy, you don't say, I'm going to go change the world. You don't want to change the world. You want to maybe refine it and reform it, but you're not going to go out and do hit pieces on people. You're going to tell the truth. Well, that's no fun. So basically, uh, the left has always had, at least since the 70s, the monopoly on the major media. And that's one of our problems, is, is what we're doing right now is we're messaging here and hopefully uh, building audience to, to understand what's really going on. Well, I could talk all day, because you know, that's, um, that's my part. Uh, John, maybe we you and I should talk off. Offline off sometime. Uh, I would love to. Let's get together, please. Okay. Uh, well, all right. Well, Jiggy, thank you very much, and I'll be signing off then. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate it, John. Thanks for doing this. Th thanks for staying a little extra. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you.
Take care. Thank Take you. Care. There he goes. John O'Connor with us today. And uh, so for the for the next half of the of the show here, uh, we're just going to have IQ and Don. Um, IQ, uh, what 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 do you want to start off here uh, on the discussion? A simple question: Which animal, in your opinion, is the most stupid? <laughs> <laughs> well, at, can at, I jump in on that? One? <laughs> go, Don. Go before I get myself in trouble. I'm sorry, IQ. You know we think of that way, but if you really look at it. Most animals are pretty smart. And, you know, uh, they manage to survive. Um, coyotes manage to survive in the sub suburban uh, Phoenix, etc. If you think about it, uh, wild animals are pretty savvy people. Uh, not people, I'm sorry. Uh, entities. But I'm going to now ask you, why do you ask the question? It's a simple question. It requires a simple answer, but you haven't answered it. Which animal, in your opinion, is the most stupid? Why is it difficult? <laughs> Humans are the most <laughs> stupid animals on the planet. <laughs> Why? The answer is simple also. Don, you should know me by now. Everything I ask has a simple question. Everything I answer has a simple answer. Humans are the only animals who have a rational thinking and are able to fulfill their rationality. Every other animal is born with an instinct of its own. It has no rational thinking. So no animal can be called stupid. Not even a donkey can be called stupid. Impossible. Only humans are stupid. And we are literally fulfilling it. We're destroying the earth. We're destroying each other. Am I right or am I wrong? If you, by that definition, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. But by that definition, you're absolutely right. That is awesome. So, uh, so, so, Don, uh, what, 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 what do you think is? Well, let, uh, me, let me, let me. Ask yes, you. Go, go, go ahead, IQ. Go ahead. Dershowitz is suing. CNN, $300 million. And the judge said, yes, you can go ahead and do it. I honestly hope he will win. And you know what? He most probably will win. Because they lied. They deliberately misled hundreds of millions of people, and not only the Americans, anybody listening to, to America, that he, Dershowitz, said that Donald Trump can break the law a criminal act and get away with it. He never said that. Are you with me so far? He oh. will win. And I think CNN is in real trouble now. Don, what Who, do you think? Who's in trouble, Biden? No, CNN. Oh. You know, you know, I'm beginning to believe there's um, a short of a major revolution, uh, somebody coming in with, with deep pockets. Um, nobody's going to knock off CNN and the MSNBC uh, simply because there's enough people that want to listen to them. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, the, if, if you think about it, IQ, I mean, um, if, if people weren't listening to them, they, uh, you know, they would change their tune. They would not change their tune. CNN is in every TV, in every airport in the world. Yes. Whether Americans watch them or not is irrelevant. They are dominating the world media in outside the United States of America. But when somebody is suing them for $300 million, it's... It hurts the pocket. And the most destructive item is the pocket. <laughs> yes. oh, and if, sorry, yeah, because if he wins, if he wins, other people will take on the other uh, news media. If they lie and twist and take out of context deliberately 
and they can lose hundreds of millions of dollars, they will stop doing it. And this is the most important thing. They will stop doing it. Yeah, except, you know, I'm a little cynical IQ, only because most judges are the best that money can buy. True, um, but this one, this one wasn't bought. <laughs> he allowed it. He really said it was what they had done, what CNN had done was not a mistake. It was deliberate misrepresentation and literally affected the honor and decency and legitimacy of Dershowitz. So he, he allowed it. Whether they can win or not, as I said, it takes time. I mean, this is America. You have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to win your case. But he can afford it. What well, do you think of Cuomo? What do you think of Cuomo? Do you think he will stay? Oh, uh, uh, he's, he's a man that's playing for time. He thinks if he stays long enough, uh, it'll go away. That's what he believes. I tell you, I'm watching America dissolve itself <laughs> like an acid, I swear to you. And uh, your president is estimating another $6 trillion next uh, financial year. You, <laughs> by the time he leaves, America will be in debt maybe $60 trillion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who's going to pay for it? The black people who elected him? The Hispanic people who elected him? Or the leftists who elected him? Well, you're talking to the choir here, I hear. <laughs> yes, yes. No, because I'm giving you a chance to answer me. Uh, what I'm going to say will agree with you, IQ. Yeah, I know. Uh, here, here's, a, here's a man um, who's, who thinks he's going to outsmart Putin at a, at a summit. <laughs> <laughs> I love IQ's laugh. A drop master three-dimensional chess player. Forget it. He will eat him alive in the first ten seconds. I'm going to point out one thing, uh, IQ. Have you ever seen a president wear sunglasses except Biden? And why does he do it? To hide the vacancy of his eyes. <laughs> I love no. that. Yes, no. I agree with you. Look, when he takes his glasses off, he is like a zombie. Yes. He looks like a zombie, I swear. He doesn't look alive. Yes. I'm not kidding. He doesn't look alive. It's an empty eye, empty, soulless. The word is soulless without a soul. I, you know, I don't miss my words on these things. No, unfortunately, you're right. Um, I, came, um, I came armed to talk, talk about... Um, I got a notice in the, I got a letter in the mail from the White House. Uh, you know, it said uh, on March 11th they sent me a check for twenty for fourteen hundred dollars, and it's signed by President Biden. Yes. Uh, uh, did you get one, Jake? I I got I got one. Uh, you're you're how this is supposed to work <laughs> is. You get your you when they did the first round of stimulus checks, they sent the letter first, and then a couple days later, the money was either deposited into an account or you got a check in the mail. But now what they're doing is they're giving people the money, and then three four months later, you get this letter. Right, <laughs> right. right. See what I did for you. Well, we couldn't figure out what it was, and we finally figured it out. We got our check in March. And yes. Yes. So, you know, the, the IQ, they didn't give you one because they read some of your articles. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I received $1,400, and then I received a letter from the White House. Really? Don't laugh. It's amazing. I, I was in America for quite a few years, but I was stupid enough not to go back after a year after I left to get my green card. So now I have to spend thousands of dollars, wait two, three years 
to get my green card. But I paid my taxes, so they paid. They sent me the fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Look at that! See I that? took a pic. I took a photograph so that I could frame it. This is for history. <laughs> I, you are Rasuli, the most loyal American outside America. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh, I have I have a, another topic which. Uh, um, Jamie, if, if you want to talk about it. Yes, let's, which let's is, go. Uh, which is Josh. Uh, uh, the, the New York Times finally recognized that there was something going on in Arizona. But you want to know something? It's being run by a bunch of uh, radical uh, conservatives who don't know what they're doing. So... Uh, yeah, I want you to pass it on. I read the story. I don't know. Did you see the story about it? No, I did not. I did not. Uh, anyway, well, what they said, it, uh, I haven't agreed on, uh, on this point. I, I, you know, it's a nice exercise, but it isn't going to end up changing the election. So their question is, why do it? Well, the answer is because uh, it'll help us understand uh, what happened and what, how perhaps we can avoid it in 22. But uh, uh, when I read the article, you know, uh, I argue with Josh all the time, but by golly, he's, he's doing something for this country. So if you pass it on, I'd appreciate it. Amazing. Amazing. It is the uh, incredible Don Mazzella, IQ of Rizzoli, joining us today here in our program. And uh, so, Don, uh, wh wh what do you make of the fact that uh, this, <laughs> you know, this is the thing I, I just don't understand about the United States is this whole thing with these, <laughs> with these, uh, with these people that you know that they so sell out to china did, did you see this thing where john cena went on uh i, I guess it was the, the the only social media that's allowed in in uh in china and he apologized in mandarin to the chinese because he called taiwan a country <laughs> that's amazing it's called it's called, it's called political correctness <laughs> gone insane you have been suffering from this for last what uh, 15 years maybe 20 years yeah this, well, this is what is literally this is exactly what has destroyed america this political correctness to be on the safe side in every single conversation you can't be i don't want to be i want to be on the opposite side i, would, I want to be called a racist i want to be called <laughs> to be called a racist so that my opponent I can shred them to pieces by proving them wrong. Question. I sent you the article, and Don got received it also, about the Masjid al-Aqsa. The reason I'm mentioning Yes, and we posted that on our website. Correct. Now, the reason I'm mentioning it is because of the immense deception about all of it. For 1,400 years, never once in the Arabic language was Jerusalem mentioned. In the Quran, it was not mentioned. In the Hadith, it was not mentioned. For never mentioned the word, okay? In the Bible, Jerusalem is mentioned 667 times. That's item number one. But the most destructive uh, conclusion, and Don said to me today, give me an advice. He said, IQ, you must start with the conclusion first to bring people in. And he is absolutely right. Because I always start with the story leading to the conclusion, which maybe is too long for the mind of an average reader. So, what is the conclusion? They tell us... Irrelevant, and it's nothing to do with Jerusalem. All it said, that in one night, Muhammad was elevated from Mecca to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa means the furthest mosque. That's it. That's all it says. 
It's uh, chapter 17, verse number one. In the after Muhammad was dead, 63 years after Muhammad was dead, the Umayyad Empire, the Arab Empire, conquered Jerusalem from the Christians, and they built two sanctuaries. One is the Dome of the Rock with the golden cupola. And the other one, another mosque, but they called it Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Now, how did Muhammad go to Masjid Al-Aqsa when the Masjid Al-Aqsa did not exist on the Temple Mount in the year 622 AD? It's a simple question. There was no mosque because the mosque was built. Uh, I'm curious. You're confusing people with facts. But the tragedy. Uh, you gotta stop doing this. The tragedy, start to be a the, PC guy. Yeah, but Don, the tragedy is the Muslims are winning the propaganda with lies. They are winning the minds of hundreds of millions of people all over the world with absolute lies. For well, example. Um, well, let's talk. Can we talk about that for a second? Because that was going to be my question to you. Go if on. you look at the last Arab-Israel, uh, Arab-Palestinian flare-up, a the, the Israelis were winning, and b the other nations, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, yeah, they they did. They said their usual rhetoric, but they did nothing. Biden had to finally step in. Uh, I'm told. And literally had to uh, put his foot on their ne- on the Israeli neck, and I think that will be the no, last don't, time. Don't 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 get carried away. I have an article which proves beyond a shadow of a doubt Biden did absolutely nothing. It was El Sisi, the president of Egypt, who did it, not well, Biden. Well, um, uh, I'm, te- I'm telling well, you. Well, well, uh, but I too, let's uh, let's back up a minute. It's my understanding that um, um, uh, Biden had to really threaten the Israelis to get them to stop. Not true. Not true. They can threaten from. He, in fact, to be to be fair to Biden, he let the Israelis at least three more days grace. He gave them, and he opposed the United Nations censoring Israel. I mean, he did something decent. But it was El Sisi who had, you've got to remember, El Sisi is at the moment in collusion with Israel against ISIS in Sinai. El Sisi is against the Shia of Iran. El Sisi is against the Turks, Erdogan. El Sisi is now the most prominent leader in the Middle East, not Saudi Arabia, Egypt. Egypt has got 100 million people. It is the most populous Arab country in the area. It has the most powerful military in the area. So he, and now at the moment, Al-Sisi is the center of the Middle East. But why would he want to stop the, Israel, the Israelis? Because he doesn't want a war. Al-Sisi, uh, uh, four years ago, this is so important, he addressed the religious uh, elite in Egypt. He addressed them in the Arabic language. He asked them a question. Is it conceivable that 1.2 billion Muslims try to dominate the whole world? It was a rhetorical question. I thought he would be killed because of it, honestly. I, at the time when he said it, I thought, that's it, he's gone. <laughs> but so far, thank God, he is not gone. He is a pragmatic person. He is not a religious fanatic. He's not a Sharia compliant guy. He doesn't want war. Something else is happening. The Ethiopians are trying to divert water for their own purposes uh, from the Nile River. This is going to reduce the amount of water that Egypt received by 30 to 40%. This is a cataclysm for Egypt. Egypt might prepare to start a war with Ethiopia. How will they get to Ethiopia? Through Sudan. At the moment, Egypt has an excellent relationship with the Sudan. They promised the World Bank that 
But if the Sudan government defaults on the interest, Egypt will pay for it. So he has more important items to go after than to worry about what the Gaza is doing. Gaza is ISIS. Gaza is against uh, Egypt. Gaza, the, the Hamas people, are pro-Iran. Iran supplies them with everything. Iran is Shia. Yeah, I'm told. You know, I'm told that uh, three more days, Israel would have driven a lot of the Hamas out of Palestine. I'll tell you, I don't know, I don't know, I didn't hear that clearly. All I know that if Israel wanted to destroy Hamas, they can destroy the whole of Gaza in three days. But then that means we'll be killing 30 to 100,000 Palestinians, not Palestinians, people in Gaza. Israel will not do that. The tragedy, I, I, of, the tragedy of Israel and the tragedy of the West is this. We believe in the sanctity of life. We believe that life is important. The Muslims, on the other hand, tell you, no, death is more preferable. So how can you reconcile the two? When a, uh, when a person who prefers death, because in his warped mind, by killing kuffar, non-Muslims, they will go to Muhammad's whorehouse version of paradise. <laughs> How can you do that? I always love when you say that. Hey, I'm, I'm still waiting for the 40 virgins. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if you come and kill me, you will end up in the virgins, with the virgins. <laughs> but you've got to convert to Islam first. Um, you have got uh, to say, uh, La ilaha illallah wa Muhammad Rasulullah three times, and you're a Muslim. Okay. IQ, I want you to hold on to this thought because I know, but um, in Sunday's Times, you know, that Bible uh, truthfulness was a very interesting story about the, the 1958, how we almost went to war uh, over Kumoy and uh, on the other islands and Formosa. Um, and it seems to me that we, uh, President Biden really has that, the, has to worry about the uh, Chinese belligerents, and he also has to worry about the Iranian belligerents. And in your mind, do you think he can handle them? I'll tell you what, the most dangerous element at the moment is not China. China is there, but the most dangerous one is Iran. Because with Iran having an atom bomb, or uh, reaching to the point of having an atom bomb, will be starting a war with Israel. China is dominant now. Under Trump, she wasn't dominant. Now she is dominant. She will not invade uh, Taiwan. China does not have to invade Taiwan. Ta China all has to do is surround ta Taiwan with her ships, and not allow any transport to get through. That's all they have to do, strangle her. They don't have to go to war, unless uh, the Taiwanese decide to go to defend themselves, and they will lose. They will lose. What, is, what America has now is a catastrophe. A catastrophe, literally. It's going to happen. I said on the 20th of January, I said there will be war in the Middle East within six months. There was one in the five months. I said China will dominate. China is dominating. I said Russia will, will start also moving. Russia is moving. Because everybody knows that Biden is literally a straw man. And nothing. Yep. And when you have people in the military, people in the military accepting transgender, transgender, transvestite, and trying to have pregnant women in the Air Force. I mean, for God's sake. <laughs> for God's sake. It is. There you go with the 40 virgins. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as, as we wrap up here, before, before we go to, to everybody to get their plugs in, um, I, <laughs> I am in the process. I, I found a, a Muslim who has heard IQ's appearances on this Thursday program. And he is very interested in coming on and debating IQ. I don't believe you. 
I see. So. Happen to have that happen in the next couple weeks. So that will be uh, entertaining. Uh, <laughs> I, I want Don to be there to listen. Oh, yes, yes. We're, 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 we're going to have Don and me just kind of sitting there patiently while, while you guys uh, do your thing. Well, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I would love that. I think. <laughs> I, I, I think it would be um, very entertaining uh, because when I, when I got the information from this, uh, from this gentleman, he was uh, very, very interested in coming on. He had heard a bunch of your, uh, as he called them, insane rants. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Ben Hamin is his name, and uh, <laughs> Ben Hamin. Ben Hamin, yes. B e n. B i n h a m i n. Ben Hamin. Ben Hamin. Oh, I'm going so. to Google him. <laughs> no, sure I've got to know who I'm dealing with. <laughs> So we are going to be setting that up in the next couple of weeks, but um, is he American? No, I I I think he's uh, from Saudi Arabia or something. Ah, that's even better. <laughs> even better. <laughs> so um, before we let everybody go, let's start with Don. Don, uh, bring us up to speed on your uh, on your deal. The National the National Robotics Education Foundation, the hyphen. NREF.org, uh, 2SB Digest, uh, DonMazzello.com. All in that order. Fantastic. So, IQ, how, how, do, how do we get your books and, and read your in, insane rantings, as I've been told this last My week? My insane ranting? <laughs> Google <laughs> Rasuli, A L R A S O L I. Go to my website. And you will read my insane ranting. <laughs> you will read my insane ranting. At your leisure. Okay. <laughs> it was a pleasure being with you again. Thank you, Don, for the advice. I will take it and I will act on it as I promised. Have a good Memorial Day. And remember yes. Day. Remember what it's there for. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I will keep and you guys. I will keep you guys updated on our uh, on on our Muslim debate that we're going to be doing in a couple weeks. <laughs> well, gentlemen, have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, guys. There they go. It is uh, Don Mazzella. It is IQ Arizoli, and uh, 